0: Welcome to another episode of Meta Athletes Playbook. Where we bring our coaches' insights directly to our community. Uh, B one, I see you got your beanie on, and you got a Christmas tree in the background. It's freezing here, so I don't know how it is up there, but yesterday morning I think it was 25. This morning was 32. So I'm guessing up by you guys, it must be uh,
1: it must be pre. Pretty... It is. It is cold. Yeah, I walk my dog every single morning, and recently yep. I've had to start wearing a jacket. That's how cold it is. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: dude, I have the like full-on winter jacket, like the, like
0: full puffer like okay. a, i needed the biggest the biggest one i had but um there was a i wanted to, to dive into something b that kind of ties into our conversation today but uh, i started watching this show i'm kind of curious if you ever heard of it it's called special forces have you seen that show no
1: i have no what's that on
0: so it is on hulu and you know, my, my parents texted me and was like hey you should check out the show and my dad was you know 28 years in the army and uh you know they they watch this show and the concept is they pull in about like I think it's like maybe like 25 to 30 um, contestants, but it's not really a game show. It's they come in and they're essentially going through boot camp. Like it's not exactly the way that boot camp is set up, but they're going through you know military training. Um, all the people that are leading the training are you know special forces, army rangers, navy seals, and they just like put these normal people through the ringer of like wow, like mental conditioning, physical training, like a ton of physical training. Um, you know, keeping everything as clean as possible. Like they really put it through like the military experience. And um, it's really interesting to watch, you know, just the people that legitimately need, you know, this wake up call and need this discipline and need this like different style of leadership than many people are used to living in everyday life. And um, it's entertaining to watch, but it's also like really gratifying to see the change in people's mindsets and attitudes, you know, in a fairly short amount of time, and um they essentially put them through like I think it's probably a couple weeks of like training and then they have to be selected it's called the selection and um it's essentially just making it through that training and the second season they deal with celebrities which is really oh, no interesting. way yeah so like actresses and nfl players nba guys um and dude it's fascinating because um you just you get a really like, quick insight into how people deal with adversity mm-hmm. but also when you first watch the show, you're like, man, these guys are extremely tough on everybody. And then towards the end, you just see the level of, um, you know, the commitment that was needed to go through something like this. And then you see like the camaraderie between all the people that were able to to get through and pass it. And then the respect for the instructors at the end, which is like what nobody had in mind in the, when you watch the beginning of the show. So it's an interest, interesting one to watch, but it, it kind of made me think of, you know, these guys who are, Special forces, um, you know, they're high level leaders and coaches, and they're really coaching, you know, these group of people through this uh, this military style training. And our conversation today is going to be wrapped around coaching, you know, like what makes a great coach, what qualities, um, what do we need to lean into, what mindsets do we need to have. And that's where I want to take it today. And so a little bit of a show recommendation, but also in my opinion, it's kind of like a different level of coaching, and and the thing that you know I spoke to you on prior to the show is, there's sports coaching, business coaching, mm-hmm. life coaching, but even though there's there's these different industries and, and means, I think there's a lot of like parallels and a lot of um, a principles ton. that are used yeah. right between all all types of coaching, and so I want to take it there with you today, and I've, you've always mentioned in the past, you just said coaching is teaching, right, and yes. so. When we think about that and we think we need to go hire a coach, would you say that, you know, that really comes from wanting to put yourself in a position to learn if, if coaches really are just teachers?
1: I think so. Like, yeah, have you ever heard of this adage like the teacher appears when the student is ready? You ever heard my, that before? It's my favorite. Yeah. It's it's something so, my dad said to me like all the time growing up and now it's so ingrained in me. And I love it's that it, quote. if you could ever like really step back and understand like that uh that analogy or that metaphor. Um, I've said to athletes all the time is like I, I had this conversation with the athlete the other day um, where they would, uh, you know, they're not getting a lot of playing time. So they would just go off and do, uh, they'd work out on their own. And, and I was, and they it got to the point where they were in pain and they couldn't practice because they just did so much on their own. Right. I'm like, yo, like I cannot help you unless you're willing to help yourself. I said, you need to be able to ask me what you what you should do because I have an idea of what the entire week is going to look like. I know what the plan is going to be. I say, but if you go off and you annihilate yourself, and then you're not good in practice, you're not helping yourself. Trying to earn any kind of playing time. I right. said, I said, but when you're ready, I'm here. I said, if you're just going to be go off and do your own thing, you're not willing to learn. You're just going. To be, you're just willing to do whatever you whatever it is that you want to do. Right. You're not willing to be coached, and you're not willing to be taught. And how to balance, uh, not just your training load, just balance the demands of what it is that you're here to do, which is to, to be a division one athlete, right? And so, um, I think that one kind of summarizes everything It's like, if you're ready to learn, uh, and you're humble enough to learn yeah, and you've got to be able to find the right coach for you. And every coach is going to be different, right? Every coach is going to have different styles. You're going to have different leadership styles, different communication styles. Um, you know, uh, but there are parallels between what you said, between like a life coach and a business coach and an athletics coach. It's, it's, it's ultimately just trying to find somebody that can, that you can learn from in an area that you want to have growth. And I think that's the thing is like, where do you, you've got to look inward. Like, where do you want to grow? Like, where do you want to get better? If it's, you know, getting better at hockey, like find a hockey coach. If you want to get better at uh, marketing, find it, find a good marketing business coach. If you want to level up your uh, your nutrition find a nutrition coach right there's there's so many different coaches in every kind of area of life but it all comes back to um, being willing to learn and being humble enough to recognize that hey I'm not an expert at this right now but you know I need to find somebody that can help me right
0: yeah I, I think you know there's there's two or three things that I think really stand out to me I think the first one is highly effective in communicating I think hmm. really being able to not only you know give a great speech, but the communication aspect of being able to take in information and then effectively communicate in a way that that um, the other needs to be communicated to, right? I think that's that's really the first one for me is um, high level communication. The second one, this is one that you really embody in my opinion, it's a high level of care. I think it's 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 something that, um, I think is almost like slept on in the expert huh. coaching, high performance industry yeah. of, of, you know, like somebody might have a high level of knowledge about a certain topic, but do they care enough to, you know, get into a place to to communicate it and make sure and hold somebody accountable or um, you know, just be able to to properly help them understand that at a level that um is appropriate for them. And the other, you know, factor of that too, this is something that I recently um was exposed to one of my one of my friends hired a essentially a life coach years yeah. ago yeah. and paid a ton like 7 8 grand like to to really go through a program and what was fascinating to me is obviously got a ton of value from it he felt good about the investment um he finished up he felt good about it and then years down the road he found himself in a little bit of you know just personal personal issues and and having a lot of uh, like misalignment in his life and he reached back out to this coach who started helping him again for no added cost. Wow. And to me, I was just like, "That's pretty powerful because it just shows that this coach wasn't just in it for a payday or, or yeah. just in it for um, financial reasons, but he truly wanted to make an impact and make a difference." To the to the point where he took a former client that wasn't paying anymore and continued to help him. And that, for me, I was just like, "Okay, it's a you know, it's a coach that I respect because he's he's really doing it for the right reasons." In addition to um, getting compensated for you know what was fair for him uh, in in the sense of getting a return but um it just really proved to me it was just like hey you know like high level of care is a really part important part of being uh, a teacher a coach a life coach uh, instructor i think that that's a, a critical factor is there any other principles b that you feel like you know kind of span across all
1: coaches i do yeah well it goes back to this concept of i think we've mentioned it before on the podcast where uh, there, there's two different types of coaching. And this, and this isn't my terminology. This has come from uh, Inside Out Coaching by uh, Joe Ehrman. He was a former NFL player. Um, but he talked about, uh, this is where I first heard it, is it, the difference in coaches. And you've and got two different types of coaches. One is a transactional coach. The other type is a transformational coach. Right, and A transactional coach um, focuses solely on winning, uh, meeting their own personal needs. And they they kind of view the relationship because that's what coaching is. Where it's it's a relationship. It's a relationship between two individuals or a group of individuals. And um they see they see things as as a simple exchange, right? I'm going to tell you to do this and in return you're going to get playing time or you get, you know, you're going to get praise. And that's kind of like a transactional leadership like what is it in it for me? Like the example that you gave like that coach got paid handsomely on the, on the first time around. Right. And obviously you're paying for time, right? It's an investment in each other. But um, if it just ended at that, it could have been transactional, right? Like, what is it for me? What am I going to gain from it? Whereas in the opposite um, end of the spectrum is a transformational coach who views their responsibility and views their platform as an opportunity to teach, educate, um, and really influence, right? What they're really trying to do is not just teach about X's and O's, but every single letter of the alphabet. Right. and try to get them to understand how to help the individual grow on their own and almost act like it's a guide along their own journey. Um, and they try to transform their life and, and that's going to transcend beyond sport. And you can use that in that example in business and life coaching, nutrition coaching, all those types of things. It's really about understanding how to change people's behaviors for their yeah. own benefit and for their own gain. And for the the biggest way for that to happen, like you gave some great examples. Communication is... Is immense. The care factors is is immense. I think the other one is trust, right? I think trust is a prerequisite to be transformational. Yep. And um, you know, like before before this podcast, I was trying to figure out like what you know what does trust come down to. And I think that I found three things. Like number one is to be authentic, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you view the coach as being authentic as being genuine, um, then it's gonna it it's gonna impact trust in a really positive way because right. You know, for my example, like athletes, athletes know if you're a phony, right? People, yeah. And people can know if you're a fraud and they can figure that out pretty quickly. So if you don't know, if an athlete asks me a question and and I try to BS an answer to them, that if I don't know, they're going to know, they're going to be able to look through that right away. Right. For me, I'm okay with saying, you know what? I don't know right now, but I'm going to go look it up so I can try to help you and answer right. it question better for you. Uh, the second thing is to be knowledgeable as a coach, right? It seems basic enough, but really- uh, the people that we coach need to be able to understand that we have a high level of understanding of the material that we're going to present to them. Right. And, and I said this to an intern the other day, is like you know a lot of things, so you know a lot of information, but your ability to communicate it doesn't yeah. demonstrate any, any level of knowledge at all. Like I right. want you to be able to understand the things that you're gonna learn to the depth. So you, you, can, you can explain it to a parent, you can explain right. it to a coach, you can explain it to a doctor, you can explain it to a medical professional. You can expect you can explain it to a judge if need be. Like that's what that's kind of a high level of knowledge that you need to be able to have. Um, and when you can do those things on a regular basis, you're going to create better buy-in. And the last thing kind of goes into care, but I'm going to call it empathy. Yep. Right? It, it, it's it's so easy for a coach or for a leader to point out flaws in somebody or what they're not doing right, but being empathetic means acknowledging. Um, our own mistakes right or understanding absolutely. our own areas of growth and being able to have a relatability factor with the individual that are that we're going to work with like we don't make excuses right we don't want to add, uh, the people that we work with to make excuses we can't make excuses for ourselves either right. um, so i think those three things being authentic being knowledgeable and showing empathy um equate into building trust and when you absolutely, absolutely. and when you build trust then you can have a really good relationship right and then you can impact I think that's what it is. You get to have difficulty impact a little bit on a greater level.
0: Yeah, there, there's two things that I, that I think are monumental to what you said. The first one is the, the authentic factor. I kind of in my head, I'm thinking it's kind of like, a, of course, it's a it's a factor of trust building. But for me, it was kind of like a talk, you know, really speak on what you know, stay in your lane type of thinking. Mm. In a sense of like exactly what you mentioned, like like you're the guy in the in the gym training, nutrition. Like you're the guy. Maybe you're not teaching about power play, you know, like you're not the guy with the clipboard in the locker room in between periods talking <laughs> about power play, right? You might understand it, but like you know that, that it's not your lane. It's not what you specialize in. It's not what you analyze and come up with something that, um, you know, based off of uh, strengths and weaknesses, you know, to to make an update. And I think that that's critical. And you know, something about this podcast that even like it's starting to hit me now. You know how we talk about the same themes kind of like over and over. Similar, and yeah. Some some of our listeners might even be like, man, they just talked like two weeks ago. <laughs> It's because we typically try to stay in, you know, what we know for a fact works, or we know it's just which is highly effective, and in my opinion, that builds trust. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, there's there's huge example like Gary Vee, for example. He'll talk about the same things from like you know speaking event to speaking event or podcast interview to podcast interview because he he talks about what he knows and he's not afraid to say, hey, I you know I haven't studied up on this. My team hasn't looked into this. Mm-hmm. We don't know about that yet. And, you know, people would be like, you know, you're saying the same things over and over and maybe in different ways. And he's just like, yeah, because I'm talking about what I know. And I think that that's a it's a huge factor for um, people that are in le- positions of leadership because it's so easy to lose that trust. And it's so easy to, to have somebody look through and, and really understand like what's going on. And then, you know, from your relationship moving forward might be changed because of that one time where you, you maybe stepped out of your lane and then try to go down a path and be unauthentic. And so I think that's a huge factor. Um, empathy is incredible I think that That's huge. that it... care factor and empathy um, there's so many times where you know even in my agency we'll bring on somebody who like they're they're just learning you know how to work with a team how to understand business how to work with clients and you know there might be a screw up and your initial factor is like man we're paying this person yeah. to, <laughs> to screw up and put us in these positions and then I take a step back and I immediately like my, I immediately change my mind I'm just like no like we need to communicate this in a way that motivates them to do better in the future, not like mm. break them down and and demotivate them to um, you know not be you know excited to continue and, and try again, right? And so there's so many times where you know I kind of have to step back and put myself in their shoes and just be like, let's let's reframe this opportunity to get them to strive to be better versus just beat them down and just you know kind of like step on their head while they're drowning, type of you know like they they already know that they messed up, you know, there's no reason for us to. To keep you know critithing. yeah
1: and we're in the home yeah.
0: and I think the empathy factor is why I'm able to get to a place where I'm like you know what let let's approach it this way strategically to make sure that this person continues to be motivated and um, and ultimately that time after time it's then the the trust factor kind of switches to it's now like their time to kind of build trust with us right and and giving them the opportunity I've seen so many coaches that they don't get to that place they just immediately. You know, why didn't you do this? I told you you should be doing this. Instead of getting to a place of of trying to motivate them in those times of of um, adversity when when a player is not performing, and th- like even at the youth level, right? And the last thing be that you kind of brought up that I was just like, you know, that it really kind of sounds like parenting, like when you were talking yeah, about transformational well, coaching versus transactional. Because I mean, how many parents do we know that you know? You'll get this if you score ten goals. You can, yeah, we can, we can incentivize, it, it, or you right? won't get in trouble if you do that. You know, and so versus a parent that's more transformational, looking to correct behaviors at the root, I think that that's, and if parenting or if coaching is teaching, then parenting is coaching, right? One hundred percent. Kind of, it kind of all you know fits hand in hand. So, those are some insights that I pulled out. B, what else do you think from a coaching perspective? Is there anything else that you know we should be looking at or? thinking about when we're kind of put in these positions of leadership?
1: Yeah, a couple of things I, w- I do want to uh, touch upon, it, it, especially the parenting one. Right? You're not a parent yet, um, but one day you will. And I think you're going to have the tools to be able to navigate those waters as well as you can. But uh, this is one thing that I kind of reference when talking about parenting, right? Like there's, you can prepare the child for the path, You can pave the path for the child, right? Right, and you know we're in this stage where you know uh, our kids are, you know they've got friends and and you know we're around other parents and we see what they do. And by no means am I going to say that that I'm an expert at at parenting. I am not saying that any, but take this for whatever it's worth. I get to work with other kids that have been parented, right? So and I've had that experience for a long time, so I've seen. Um, lots of different athletes come from lots of different um families, parenting styles. And I see the habits and the coping skills that they have when they're when they've entered college for either 18 to 24 years of age, right? In that frame. And you know, I've had conversations with them, you know, like what was your what are your parents like? And then I've been fortunate if I've met a lot of these parents too, when they come to games and they come to events and right. I can see what they're like and I can see what they value. And breaking it down to the parents that uh, you know that I'm around on a regular basis at youth events and sports, and I just don't understand, like how parents continue to just do everything for their children. Yeah, you know, and they're not being transformational because you're not teaching the child how to navigate their life on their own, and not you're not you're you you're not going to give a ton of responsibility, but. Um, but when you pave the path for the child, at some point the child is going to get screwed, because right. they're not going to know how to handle their time, manage their responsibilities, um, because people have done things for them all throughout their life.
0: Or or open communicate
1: through those times of adversity, right? Yeah. I think that's a big one that we
0: saw when I was coaching. And it's funny because you know me, like I'm a pretty like low key, not really like too controversial. I kind of say to myself. But this this topic like always got me heated yeah. and I would like throw up like Facebook statuses that I really regret <laughs> now. But the last one I threw up before I like, I totally stopped talking about this whole like coaching, parenting, youth sports um, dilemma is I put up a status and I, on Facebook, I put up a post. And I was just like, I kind of reflect and look, I, I feel bad about getting upset at any kids knowing that all this ownership is on the parents. Yes. I put that out yeah. there. Yeah. And my dad texted me, he's like, you know, like, He's like, I understand, but like, why, why are you putting this out there? And you're like, I'm like, yeah, you're right. There's no reason for me to like be upset yeah. and angry. Like it's, it's just, it is what it is. I did my part. Uh, there's some people that you can make an impact on and some people that, you know, they're, they're just not going to change. They're not going to get but it. But yeah. I, I really reflected on that. I used to get so upset at some of these kids and then you just take a step back and you look at the parents, you're like, this is where the ownership is. This is where, this is where it starts. Right. And, um, since I've had that view, I just looked at youth sports totally different, you know, like. When kids are acting out, when kids are doing things, um, when they're they have an ability to cope or communicate, or I mean, it's it really is on the parents to to mm-hmm. set them up for success, right? So it's not even in my opinion it's not even just paving the way, but it's also just not setting them up for success. And I think mm-hmm. that that's kind of the big key that that I took away from from my uh, youth coaching experience but since then b i've had a lot of peace in my life and i've <laughs> i've stepped away from <laughs> from those roles just because it really like in some cases was kind of like a it was like really like a lot of no-win situations like mm. it, the expectations is 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 really high in some of those cases but um yeah i think we did a great job of uh, like today's episode laying out what i think the principles across all coaching are yeah um, you know highly highly effective in communication um, highly effective in building trust, and that breaks down into being authentic, having empathy.
1: What was the other one be? Being knowledgeable, like you got to know your, you yeah, got to know your info. Absolutely.
0: And so, I think between you know, that kind of covers our our main principles of you know being authentic, being empathetic, and then being knowledgeable and, and and trustworthy. Right. I think building trust is a is a critical factor to to being a coach. But that last one, I think the high level of care is. In my opinion, what separates like a good coach from a great coach is, is, you know, are they willing to go that extra step and and communicate and talk to a player, see what's going on, instead of just, you know, continuing to to shout and try to push it into people. But um, B, great episode. Anything else on on coaching that you think we we should throw into this one?
1: No, it's it's you know, I, I think uh if you're looking for a coach, right, try to look for those things that we kind of mentioned, right? Like yep. make sure you look for somebody that's been able to demonstrate, uh, you know, effectiveness over time, right? And it, it, it has an ability to relate, an ability to connect, an ability to communicate at an extremely high level to get, you know, to get where you want to go, but also to understand, to, to help you learn what it is that you do not know at this time.
0: Right. Well, great episode B, I think title on this one, When the Student is Ready, the Teacher Appears. Uh, I think that's the uh, that's the title for this one. Great episode B. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Catch you next week.